everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, what's up, you guys? I'm Andrea. And I'm Haley. And you're listening to Inhuman, a true crime podcast. Okay, guys. So before we get this episode, this highly requested, highly requested, like I think our most requested. Yeah. Um, and this is a case that is not one that I plan to cover. Um, it's kind of scandalous. It's kind of salacious. It's gossipy. Yeah. And to be quite frank, the timeline for this thing was all over the place. All of my, so we, you know, as most podcasters, we try to pull from credible sources. We try to get factual information to you guys. We're not always, you know, a hundred percent perfect when it comes to that, but we definitely try to use credible sources at the least. But the timeline for this case was just all over the place. So keep that in mind. Bear with me. Give me a little grace. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure Um, it's great. I did the best I could. um, And there is a lot of information, I will say. Um, So that's crazy that there's like, it's so well known and there's so much information out there, yet the timeline is still so all over the place. Like, I feel like that just shows how, like you said, like scandalous scandalous and like sensationalized it's become. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I had a thought and it just pooped out of my head. Oh no. <laughs> Pregnancy brain? Yeah, exactly. I'll get back can to we, it. Can we just real quick give Andrea props for the fact that she is nine months pregnant and doing all this research and recording podcasts and all of this. Like, I don't know how she's doing it. <laughs> Me either, honestly. <laughs> um, but before we get started. Um, I did want to just kind of update you guys. So I know the last episode that um, I guess I covered, we talked about um, Kendrick Johnson and the update in his case and how they were closing it again and ruling it an accident. But just a couple of days later, um, some news came out that the sheriff on the case, who is Ashley Polk, he actually offered to put up $500,000 of his own information leading his own money. to, yeah. You said own information. His own, I know. His own, own money. money to any information that would lead to what happened, what truly happened to um, Kendrick. Now, he does still believe that it is an accident. Um, and I think he was a little maybe riled up by the fact that, um, Kendrick's family, you know, didn't believe him and they were calling him a liar. So he kind of put his money where his mouth was, which I think is pretty, pretty, uh, commendable, I guess, of him. Yeah. (laughs) I just don't get how he can still think it's an accident, but then say like, there's information out there that hasn't been said. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it is could, contradictory, but. And it could have been an accident and like it could have originally been still... an accident. But yeah, like maybe there was someone in there that didn't report it or something like that. But that's not right. an accident. Like, I don't know. I guess his cause of death could be an accident then. But the the case shouldn't be closed. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like deep down he has to maybe think something or know something. Yeah. But, you know, it it is uh like we said, it's not it's closed, but it can always be opened back up. So I'm just hoping and praying that someone takes this as a huge initiative and they come forward. I mean, yeah. even anonymously, yeah. you can still get five hundred thousand dollars. You don't have to say anything, you know, yeah. who you are that's, or whatever. And that's a whole lot of money. 
yeah. So I just wanted to like touch, whoops, I just wanted to like touch base on that and, you know, kind of give you guys a little update. It's been a few days since that information has came out. So by the time you're hearing this, you probably, if you care or like follow true crime, yeah, you probably already know. But in case you don't, but you never know. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> so now, like Haley said, let's get into this sensational crime. The case I'm going to be covering today is the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard by her daughter, essentially by her daughter, Gypsy Rose. Oh, this is one right. of those cases I just said I would never cover, but here we are. I'm covering it, y'all. <laughs> I honestly was shocked when they fir- when people first started sending this as a case suggestion, because even though like this is, I guess, technically true crime, I've never seen it as true crime. Like, I've never thought about it as, like, true crime, but, like, it is, but it just, it shocked me that so many people requested it. I think it's probably because, like, they made a series out of it, and so it kind of takes away from, like, the the personal sense of it, you know? So, like, made it into, like, a story or, like, a, you know, um a script rather than like it's actually being a case Uh, I think that probably has a lot to do with it I also feel like I like the series was a majority of the or not a majority but like a big part of the series was focused on Gypsy Rose and like her life and then the murder was like at the end kind of and it just like so I feel like every time I've heard the story, I think more about it being like what Gypsy Rose went through. Like her, not yeah. like an actual murder. So maybe that's why I don't really see it as true crime or I didn't see it as true crime. Well, that's kind of how my retelling of the story is going to go as well. That's just because that's I mean, it makes sense. what's out there, you yeah. know, but yeah, it's a, it's a crazy one. We had so many people request it and I did not write down all of the names just because we got Sort or we got requests on Instagram, on our email. Like, I feel yeah. like we even got it on like Facebook. We it was all over the place. So, yeah, you know who you are. And so. thank you for requesting it. And <laughs> exactly. here you go. Here we go. So, according to the Cleveland Clinic website, fictitious disorder imposed on another, also known as FDIA, formerly known as Munchausen syndrome by, pro- by proxy. Whoa, when did the name change? I don't know, but it recently, yeah. like more recently since I graduated from college in 2017, because yeah. we learned about this and it was not called fictitious disorder imposed on another. No. But it is a mental illness in which a person acts as if an individual he or she is caring for has a physical or mental illness when the person is not really sick. Yep. So in 1967... In Chack Bay, Louisiana, Claudine Petrie was born. Better known to us as Dee Dee, she grew up with her parents and four siblings in nearby Golden Meadow, Louisiana. According to family, Dee Dee was not the most well-behaved child, and she often ran into trouble by lying and stealing. At 24, Dee Dee became pregnant by 17-year-old high school student Ron Blanchard. I don't think I knew that. I did not know that either. I I knew that she got pregnant by him. I did not know he was that much younger than her. Yeah, I didn't either. Wow. Okay. That is shocking. Yeah. Um, and, And the two of them got married basically out of necessity. They had formerly dated for around six months before tying the knot. And Rod said that less than a year in, he realized he had gotten married too quickly. So shortly before... The birth of Gypsy Rose, Rod split from Dee Dee. Oh, wow. They So they separated before she was even yeah. born. Gypsy Rose Blanchard was born on July 27th, 1991, and Dee Dee took her to live with her family, despite her efforts to rekindle things with Rod. So I guess she did try to, like, you know, win him back or, you know, make things work, but he just, I mean... He was so young. Not that that's an yeah. excuse. Like, if you're old enough to do the, you know, do yeah. the crime, you pay the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. I'm not giving him a free pass, but I understand, like, why he probably. Well, and I'm assuming he, like, paid child support and stuff. Like, 
he and, no maybe not uh, there's kind of differing reports on like how involved he was which to me it doesn't seem like he was involved at all but i think a lot of that had to do with dd um uh, kind of yeah. putting the blockade up and not allowing a lot of interaction between rod and gypsy right. okay so according to rod gypsy was a perfectly healthy newborn but when she was just a few months old dd was convinced something was wrong so like pretty much right away she was like something's wrong she began taking Gypsy to the emergency room and to doctor's visits, claiming Gypsy had sleep apnea. Despite there being no sign of the sleep apnea in the child, Dee Dee remained convinced, and she eventually determined herself that even if it wasn't sleep apnea, Gypsy must have an unspecified chromosomal disorder that was leading to these issues that she was allegedly having. Right. She then became engrossed with watching Gypsy, fearing something terrible could happen at any moment, which is kind of like, I feel like that's kind of common to to yeah. some degree, you know, especially as a first time mom, you know, you yeah, definitely have that. anxieties and worries. And she probably maybe had a little bit of postpartum depression or anxiety. I'm not really sure. Um that's just me speculating based on like the, the knowledge that I have of it. Yeah. But it definitely developed into something much more deeper. So when Gypsy was around eight years old, or in some sources, five, <laughs> Dee Dee claimed that her daughter was unable to walk. Just couldn't walk. Okay. She recently had suffered a minor injury when she fell off her grandfather's motorcycle and scraped her knee. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Dee Dee's exaggerations about a small scrape on Gypsy's knee turned into a full-blown, she's paralyzed, she can't walk anymore. Okay. I didn't realize that it was like something actually happened and then that led to this first, like, It was she just can't like walk. little, yeah, it was like little things all along that just she would triggered blow up. something yeah, yeah. In, her, in her mind. And she actually convinced doctors that Gypsy needed several surgeries if she ever hoped to walk again. But until then, she decided that Gypsy would begin to use a wheelchair as to not further aggravate her knee. Okay. So around this time, Gypsy began homeschooling and was no longer attending public school. Dee Dee claimed that Gypsy's illnesses were too severe for her to continue going to school. So that kind of, you know weeds out some of the questions from maybe school right. teachers, teachers principals things like that yeah definitely at this point Dee, Dee had also moved out of her parents house and i think it was due to them beginning to question gypsy's condition okay um and Dee, Dee didn't like that so i think she just kind of exited stage left and she began renting rundown apartments using the disability checks that she began to collect from G gypsy's illnesses so it seems like she really was kind of just blocking out anybody who questioned yeah. things that that yeah she was believing exactly so around this time Dee, Dee also began telling people and doctors that gypsy suffered from leukemia and muscular dystrophy and that she would need, you know, a feeding tube. I'd like to know how TD's dis discovering all of this. She did have some, which I'll get. I don't. I don't think they talk a ton about it in um, a lot of the research that I did. But she did have some medical experience. I don't know. I think she was like a caregiver to like elderly people or something at one point. I couldn't. I couldn't find any like solid evidence as to what right. that medical experience was okay. or if it was just completely fabricated, but there were people in her life that said, yes, she has or had medical experience. Okay. But even like leukemia, doesn't that need like tests? Yeah. And the, and the crazy thing is, is like, she really convinced these doctors yeah. that Gypsy was sick. I mean, a lot of these doctors really believed that these things were wrong with her. It's crazy. It is. So the list of medical problems that Dee Dee related to her daughter 
would go on to include seizures, asthma, hearing and visual impairments, excuse me. And due to Dee Dee's convincing tactics, Gypsy was prescribed a multitude of medications and she used a like breathing machine, like for sleep apnea. She also went through multiple surgeries, including a procedure on her eyes and the removal of her salivary glands. Oh my god. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Something she convinced was wrong convinced doctors was wrong with Gypsy. And for whatever reason they believed her and they did these things. And didn't she like go whenever a doctor like wouldn't believe her didn't she like go to new doctors all the time yeah she would constantly go from she would doctor hop hospital hop move like crazy stuff um and i say crazy like you know in a loose way i'm not trying to use that word in derogatory anyway you know what i mean Um, eventually Gypsy's teeth began rotting out, most likely due to all the medication, medication she was taking or the missing salivary glands or just plain old neglect. Yeah. But they were all pulled out. Oh my God. Yeah. Dee Dee ended up taking Gypsy to a hospital in New Orleans, which was the Tulane University Hospital, where they tested Gypsy for muscular dystrophy in 2001. Though the test results came back negative, they prescribed her anti-seizure medication due to the alleged seizures she had been having and generic pain medication to help with the muscular dystrophy. Wow. (laughs) It's like, I mean, I know not everything in medicine is an exact science, but like if a test truly comes back negative, like... Why are you prescribing medication? Yeah. Yeah. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. We get annual checkups and go to the gym to maintain physical wellness and prevent injury and disease. Why not invest in your mind as well? BetterHelp is professional counseling done securely online, where you can send a message to your counselor at any time without having to see them in person. I know that going to therapy can be scary, but with BetterHelp, you can do it all from the comfort of your home. You can speak with counselors that can help with whatever you are struggling with. And this is something that I believe is truly so important. I am 100% a believer that everyone should go to therapy. Going to therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means that you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy. I agree. Inhuman podcast listeners can get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com inhuman. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash inhuman. Invest in your mental health today. So Dee Dee continued to tell other doctors Gypsy suffered from all of these various ailments and Dee Dee was able to fabricate Gypsy's medical records, claiming that the real records were no longer around due to flooding from hurricane katrina so she had of course she kind of had that in her corner and i think that was the her state like quote-unquote saving grace for yeah convincing them because they had nothing else to compare it to i guess there was no digital (laughs) digital um footprint or path or yeah i mean it's 2001 though i feel like there should have been something yeah wow okay (laughs) So, a few doctors did try and contest all her claims, but only one pediatric neurologist, Bernardo Flasterstein, I think that's how you say that. It may be Steen. I don't okay. know the, the differ, differing of Steen and Stein. It looks the same to me. Um, he did note that Gypsy's weakness was not characteristic of muscular dystrophy, and he was not convinced that she suffered from many of the illnesses that her mother claimed. All right. 
he noted in her file there was a strong possibility of Munchausen by proxy, maybe with some underlying unknown causes to explain Gypsy's symptoms. Wow. But he never came forward with any of that. He said that there wasn't enough proof, essentially. Then pass it on to somebody who can find the proof. Right. Have her test. Have her, you know, more tests ran. Yeah. So, as I mentioned, most of the medical testing did show inconclusive or contradictory results regarding Gypsy's diagnoses, but Dee Dee would simply stop seeing any doctors, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. who questioned her daughter's ailments. She would also give Gypsy medication to mimic certain conditions. Since she did supposedly have this medical training, she had the knowledge to do this, which I guess, like, if you just have a computer, you could probably figure that out. Yeah, like do research and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like I don't yeah. know if that information. I mean, I'm sure if you dig, you can find that information out there. But and I feel like just in general, like if you have a child who has a lot of medical issues, you start to learn things, and so I'm sure that mm-hmm. she was learning a lot, even though she didn't actually. It was have- all false. Yeah, but she yeah. was still learning a lot by going to the doctors and looking at the medications and all of that. So I'm sure yeah. that she was helped. They probably by all volunteered of that. information too, saying, right. oh, well, it could be this, this, or this because of this, this, or this. Right. So to top, you know, all of this off, Dee Dee was charming. She seemed very devoted to her daughter. Um, so that gave people this like false sense of security, of I guess. Like, oh, I believe her. Like she's a caring devoted loving mother she just wants her you know what's best for her daughter but she was not these things behind closed doors she would instruct gypsy not to volunteer information during their appointments she would basically just tell gypsy like just don't even speak so gypsy would sit there silent while her mother lied and over embellished about her medical problems that's terrible yeah Since the mother-daughter duo did supposedly endure Hurricane Katrina, as I mentioned before, they were taken in by a special needs shelter in Covington, Louisiana, where Dee Dee presented photos of their doomed apartment. The shelter doctor, Dr. Jordan, actually suggested that the two move to Missouri, um, where they actually caught the media's attention. So in 2005... They did just that. A few years later, in 2008, Habitat for Humanity built them a small home with a wheelchair ramp in Springfield, Missouri. Okay. Which, if you've watched um, the, yeah. um, the the show, you'll... Was it called? The Act? Yeah, I think so. The Act. Yeah. On that was, um, yeah, that was featured in that in that um, one episode. I feel like that's a big like part of the her story, too. Yeah, it definitely is. They also accepted free trips to Disney World, a specialized car for wheelchairs, gifts from the Make-A-Wish Foundation, Foundation, occasional stays in the Ronald McDonald houses during her medical appointments, and several backstage passes to the Miranda Lambert concert where Gypsy and Dee Dee were frequently photographed with the singer. That's just crazy. And it's like, if this, if she really was suffering from all of this, like, she absolutely deserved all of that. And honestly, yeah. I feel like Gypsy, Gypsy did deserve that because she was going through a lot of shit. Yeah, she was. It's so messed up, all the stuff that she endured. Yeah. Gypsy was also honored by the Olay Foundation, which advocates for the rights of feeding tube recipients. Gypsy told local Ozark News outlet... Love is stronger than any hurricane. Aww. I feel like she had a lot of those little, yeah, like catchphrases and like things that she would say in the. I don't know if she was prompted by her mother or what, but I feel like no, I've yeah. seen. I feel like a that lot was just of, her. Yeah. All the while, Dee Dee relished in the attention she received for being the devoted caretaker. To further trick people, Dee Dee would regularly shave Gypsy's head to mimic the hairless appearance of a chemotherapy patient and she would allegedly tell gypsy that since her chemo would eventually cause her hair to fall out it was best to shave it in advance of course of course she did 
Yeah. That's so sad. When Gypsy became a teenager, Dee Dee began lying about her true age. In 2009, an anonymous caller reported that Gypsy may not be as sick as her mother claimed, and a police officer actually visited their home to investigate this claim. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Dee Dee said there were inconsistencies in Gypsy's records because she was trying to elude Dee Dee's ex-husband, Rod, Gypsy's father, whom she was, quote-unquote, fearful of mm, uh-uh yeah okay pull that card yeah and then what do you yeah. say to that you know you can't yeah the officer was able to realize from a social a social security card that gypsy was in fact 18 years old rather than the 14 that dd insisted okay so the officer knew yeah so in his official report he wrote that gypsy does seem to suffer from some type of mental handicap Yet, nothing came from this report. Again, slipping through the cracks. Around this time is when Gypsy started to become harder harder to control, and she began to suspect she wasn't actually sick, sick, and she realized that she could actually walk. So, she found out her true age, and I think that kind of spiraled her starting to investigate things. I think that was one of the most, like chilling and powerful scenes in the show when she realized she could walk yeah because it's like if i can walk i mean first of all being confined to a wheelchair is so restrictive yeah and then realizing that you can walk and being like oh shit if i can actually walk because that's not something that could just be like cured overnight you know right yeah so she was like wait a minute that has to have been a lie what What else is a lie yeah yeah So, one of the first red flags for Gypsy is when she discovered her Medicaid card, which did have her her correct age on it. Um, Dee Dee had told Gypsy she was born in 1995, but according to that card, she was actually, like I mentioned, born in 1991. So, Gypsy was 19 at the time, but she believed that she was only 15. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? And that's a big age difference. Yeah. (sighs) Despite Gypsy's efforts to rebel, her mother would frequently use physical abuse to control her daughter. For example, she would often hold her hand in the presence of others. And if Gypsy said the wrong thing, her mother would squeeze her hand tightly, according to Gypsy. That's terrible. Yeah. Because she didn't want her ruse to be caught. Of course. So, at one point, Gypsy and her mother attended a sci-fi convention, and there, Gypsy met an older man. They began communicating online, and Gypsy actually ran away and met the man, and the two went back to his hotel room. At that time, this man was 35, and and Gypsy was 19. And at this point, her mother didn't know that she knew, right? That she knew that she could walk and stuff? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think her mother uncovered that until this point. Okay. So Dee Dee discovered that her daughter had ran off, and she brought paperwork up to the room, proving that Gypsy was a minor, that she was only actually 15 years old, and that freaked the guy out, and Gypsy, you know, she forced Gypsy to leave with her. Dee Dee was furious by this incident, So much, in fact, that she shattered the family computer that Gypsy had been using to communicate with this man. And she actually threatened Gypsy, saying, if you ever try to do anything like that again, I'm going to smash your fingers with a hammer. That's so terrifying. That's sick. That's why I said, like, she was, you know, by all appearances, this, like, loving, caring caretaker. But she really... She just didn't want anyone to ruin her ruse. Yeah. she knew what she was doing yeah i feel like she at this point she knew what she was doing and she wasn't like yeah it's you know she has mental health issues but you don't make a comment like that if you're you know not fully mentally yeah competent in that way so eventually dd did purchase a new computer but gypsy was only allowed to use it 
and D- with Dee Dee's supervision. Of course. But of course, that did not stop Gypsy, and she began to sneak online after her mother would go to sleep at night. She would often chat with men, hoping one of them would save her from this horrible, terrible life that she was living. That's just so heartbreaking. I know. In 2012, Gypsy met Nicholas Godijohn. He was a 23-year-old man from Wisconsin. He had a criminal record for indecent exposure and a history of mental illness. But none of that dissuaded Gypsy, and the two began their online love affair. So Nicholas introduced her to a lot of things. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> some, some, some kinky adult practices. Um, and he often, yeah, he'd often request that Gypsy pose provocatively, and he even had her pose with knives as part of his kink, which like, do you, you know, that's your thing. That's your thing. And if you feel comfortable being the recipient of that and, and doing that, that's, yep. As long as everyone's consenting, consenting adults. (laughs) Nicholas also claimed to have multiple personalities, and Gypsy created these personas to appease his personalities. So, for example, there was Kitty, who was a young, you know, innocent kind of girl. And then there was Candy, who was, like, more on the promiscuous side. Damn it, I could get that word out. So the two continued dating online for two years. And finally, in 2015, they arranged to meet. And you'll probably remember this from the show. Yep. And if you've watched the um, The documentary. documentary. Yeah. So there was a movie premiere to the live-action Cinderella movie. Gypsy dressed as Cinderella, and she and her mother headed to the theater. Gypsy's plan was for him to just kind of bump into her and her mother while they're at the movie theater both of them dressed in costume and apparently it would strike up this like love affair and you know everything would be all peachy keen and (laughs) hunky-dory yeah according to nicholas gypsy had him meet her in the ladies room where the two of them had sex for the first time yep of course dd did not report did not approve of their meeting. She did not approve of their relationship. And this greatly upset Gypsy. And didn't like when they did, like when they bumped into each other, um, you know, quote unquote bumped into each other. Didn't Dee Dee, wasn't he like, that's so rude. Or she like, that's so rude of you. Like watch where you're going. And it like, didn't go as they had planned. Yeah. Like the whole situation did not go as planned at all. <laughs> I And I think at this point, like, I'm sure Dee Dee knew that Gypsy knew she wasn't actually sick, but I feel like they were both still just, like, playing along. Oh, yeah. She definitely knew at this point that Gypsy knew that she wasn't as sick as she had been claiming. But I think she was still convincing enough, Mm. like, so so Gypsy wouldn't leave her, you know? And Gypsy was probably, like, I mean, after being through that for years and years, it would make sense that you're, like, not going to just... Be like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Also, she's probably still like, yes, she can walk, but she might still be afraid that she has like other conditions. Yeah. And if you've seen interviews with her, like she is very, like she was very childlike. So I feel like she, even though she wanted to leave so badly, I feel like she was scared to take that jump. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how she was treated her whole life and thinking she was sick her whole life. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. She only ever had her mother to depend on. Yeah. So after this encounter, Dee Dee forbade Gypsy to see Nicholas ever again. So. Of course. Nip that right in the butt. But Gypsy concocted a plan to have Nicholas kill her mother so she could finally escape her once and for all. This was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Like, I think, I feel like it was because Gypsy really thought like, oh, this is going to be so perfect. This and my is mom's going to yeah. meet him and it's all going to be fine and we can all like get along. And then when that didn't happen, she was like, all right, nope. Yeah. Like a teenager. I mean, she was 19, but like, if you think about it, like in the terms of her thinking she was 15, I feel like 
I mean, obviously not planning to kill your mother is a normal response, but like being, being overdramatic upset. and being upset yeah. about your mom not liking your boyfriend at 15, right. like that is definitely a very natural yeah. response. Yeah, um, to be very upset. And she just took it way a little too far, which yeah. given what she'd been through, you know. She had been pushed so far, right? Yeah. We are super excited because today's episode is sponsored by BarkBox. As most of you guys know, my dog Mackie loves his chew toys, but they do not last very long in our house. And that's why we love our subscription service, BarkBox. BarkBox is a monthly subscription box that offers an array of theme boxes for your pup. Inside your box, you'll find toys, treats, and unleashed joy thoughtfully designed to satisfy every dog's unique playstyle. BarkBox has several boxes to choose from, depending on your dog's needs, such as the Super Chewer box, which was designed to challenge and engage your pup for longer-lasting play. And that's what we need for Mackie. (laughs) Right now, you can get a free extra month of BarkBox, which is up to a $35 value, by using our link www.barkbox.com slash inhumanpod. So treat your dog to what they love with BarkBox www.barkbox.com slash inhuman pod for a extra free month of BarkBox. So Gypsy stole money from her mother to pay for Nicholas's transportation to Springfield. The plan was Nicholas would wait until Dee Dee had gone to bed and then Gypsy would let him in and he would do the deed. She provided him with a knife and gloves and then she proceeded to hide up in the bathroom with her hands over her e- over her ears while Nicholas brutally murdered her mother. He stabbed her 17 times in the back with the knife. That's crazy. Yeah. So after it was done, Gypsy, and this is just, this is why mm-hmm. I say this is like salacious, but Gypsy and Nick, Nicholas, had sex. Oh, that just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, I don't... I feel like that would be the furthest thing from my mind. I would be like, let's... I mean, I would never kill my mother, but, like, I would be like, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which is what they did next. They took $4,000 of DD's money, and they fled to Nicholas's home in Wisconsin. And they took separate Greyhound buses to try like, to... At, but then they did stuff later that... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I know. No, it doesn't, they weren't, they didn't plan, I mean. No. I mean, they. I feel like they tried to plan it, like they, like he used gloves and like the yeah. Greyhound buses, but then like didn't take it all the way. Right. And she even wore like a blonde wig to try to conceal her appearances. Cause like, I, I guess she knew they were going to be on camera. So maybe if they weren't seen together or like she wasn't seen like her looking like her like normal self, they wouldn't right. be able to figure out like where she was going. Right. And apparently, um, they mailed the murder weapon and the gloves to Nicholas's house, so they didn't have to carry it with them or leave it behind in fear of being caught. <laughs> like, why so, not dispose of it somewhere else? I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> they're not murderers. They don't think about all these things that, yeah, you know. Which I guess is good. I don't know. So once they arrived back at Nicholas's, they thought it would be smart to update Dee Dee's Facebook status with, quote, that bitch is dead. And immediately friends of Dee Dee's began to grow concerned by this and the well-being of Gypsy. So they called the police and a warrant was obtained. Lip, Lipsy. <laughs> Lipsy. God. Gypsy later explained... That she decided to make those posts because she wanted her mother's body to be discovered. Yeah. Eh. So on June 14th, 2015, they they discovered Dee Dee's body. Of course, because they're going to go there. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Gypsy was nowhere to be found. And they just assumed, like, the worst. Like, Gypsy had been kidnapped by the assailant. You know, all of her medication so was there. Crazy. I know. Like, people were losing their minds because they were so scared. Like, concerned. That, yeah. 
like her feeding supplies were there her wheelchairs were there and they were like if she is still alive like she would not be able to survive for long without all these things that she needs like her medication and her feeding supplies because she was on a feeding tube like imagine being a part of like i'm sure like the search team and stuff like that and then later finding out not just that like gypsy i mean she didn't directly kill her but that she was involved but that like gypsy's fine yeah like that's just crazy lots of emotions i'm sure were felt for every for everything so investigators were able to trace the ip address of the facebook status to nicholas's home duh (laughs) (laughs) and quickly he surrendered hands up i did it you know (laughs) because he's he wasn't like a like true criminal or like a no. true murderer. He, he was just, just like, like acting in love. in love, I guess. I don't know yeah. what I call it that. Like Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He had some some issues of his own. Yeah. And it made sense that he just was like, all right, like take me. Uh, yep, it was me. <laughs> yeah. And then soon after Gypsy did emerge from the house. Much to the so- to the shock of police, she emerged walking. <laughs> That must they're expecting been. to find this girl that's like wheelchair bound like like had been kidnapped yeah so gypsy revealed that dd had been lying about all of her illnesses and inability to walk everyone who knew dd and gypsy were they were all in complete shock to learn about dd's deception And then people began to question why Gypsy had gone as far as to kill her mother. Like, why didn't she just expose Dee Dee's lies by standing up, um, you know, walking to a neighbor's house, getting help, calling the police, whatever. Right. But according to Biography.com, Gypsy said she didn't think anyone would believe her. She said, quote, I couldn't just jump out of the wheelchair because I was afraid and I didn't know what my mother would do. I didn't have anyone to trust. I feel like especially after all that time, too, like, she's realizing, like, how many people her mother convinced and is probably thinking, like, if I just call police, like, who, who's to say that they'll, my mother won't be able to convince them? Yeah. Or what if they, like, I remember, like, reading in one thing, like, she was afraid that they would think she was in on it and then she would be charged. Right. You know, for being deceptive and like, yeah, all that well, and, and getting all that stuff. Especially if her mom still had quote unquote proof that she was a minor. Like, even if police came, she's technically still in her mother's care. Right. Yep. So Gypsy had spent her entire life being controlled by her mother. She wasn't allowed to go to school despite being of normal intelligence. Dee told everyone her daughter had the mental capacity of a seven-year-old. She hadn't been allowed to date or have friends or lead any sort of quote-unquote normal life. The courts spent about a month retrieving all of Gypsy's medical records. Um, Dee Dee did have power of attorney, meaning that she controlled Gypsy's medical decisions even after she turned 18. So that was another you know way she could do the things that she did. Of course. When the judge was finally able to access all the records, he arranged a plea deal due to to the complexity of the situation. Gypsy's medical records clearly documented the abuse that she'd been subjected to. In July of 2016, Gypsy pled guilty to second-degree murder and received the minimum sentence of 10 years. She will actually be eligible for parole in 2023, um, in some case, in some of the um, sources, it said 2024. But within the next few years. Yeah. She'll be 32 years old. Just Gypsy. this is like the one time that I'm like, yes, second degree murder, minimum 10 years. That is what is deserved. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have compassion for like what she went through. You know, I don't necessarily believe that she should have killed her mother, but no, I think I think her she was kind of backed into a corner you know i agree so gypsy is now a healthy young woman in prison she said she enjoys more freedom there than she ever did with Dee. Dee. that's wild i know she was actually interviewed by dr phil and he asked her if she was happy that her mother was gone and she stated quote 
I'm glad that I'm out of that situation, but I'm not happy that she's dead. That's just so sad. Like, they both have gotten the help that they needed and, like... I know. You know, been able to have a normal life. If one doctor or one friend or one caretaker... Yeah, did something... That's just, yeah. Yeah. So Gypsy went on to testify for the defense at Nicholas's trial in November of 2018. Gypsy did admit to persuading Nicholas to kill her mother, telling the jury and prosecution that at the time she believed it was the only way to escape her mother's abuse and mistreatment. The defense argued that Nicholas's actions were a result of love and desire to protect Gypsy from her mother. They also factor in that he did have an autism diagnosis that made him, quote, incapable of deliberation. I don't think I knew that. That he was autistic? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was in the documentary. I can't remember if it was in the show or not. Okay. Because, like, his parents were interviewed and they, like, talked about that, I think. Okay. And how much they loved Gypsy and, like, you know, when she arrived there and everything, like... They didn't really know, like, where she came from or anything. They were just like, okay. Right. Hi. (laughs) So, in February of 2019, a jury did find Nicholas go to John guilty of first-degree homicide. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. His lawyer attempted to obtain a new trial on the ground of a a psychiatrist's testimony in which he claimed that Nicholas's impaired mental capacity made it impossible for him to be held responsible for his actions. Interesting. Um, A judge did, however, deny this new trial, but he did recognize that the psychiatrist's opinion would likely hold value for Nicholas's case as it moves through the appeals process. Okay. So, as of right now, he is in prison for life, and Gypsy is eligible for parole in the next couple of years. And that is the story of Dee Dee Blanchard and her daughter, Gypsy Rose. Wow. You did a good job yeah. with that. I don't think the timeline Thanks. was all over the place. I thought you did well. Thanks. I felt like um, when I was doing the re- it was just crazy stuff because it would be like when she was five, when she was eight, in 2015, and 2016. But it would be like the same story. Oh. So I was like, be like all over the place. What is it? And it would be like multiple sources would say differing things. And I'm like, <laughs> well, it's crazy. It doesn't help that Dee Dee would like change her age and stuff like that, too. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it, too. And just, I mean, everything that we know about this case is basically from Gypsy Rose. Right. You know, because her mother passed away. And I guess like friends and doctors and stuff gave their two cents about certain time periods and pieces but like you said they didn't even know how old she was so yeah and i'm sure not all the doctors came forward either especially because like they like what were you doing yeah exactly (laughs) yeah which i mean yeah yeah that's it's just so scary how convincing dd was to literally convince people who went to like medical school to get their degrees for years and years and years and she was able to convince them when there was no actual evidence that she had leukemia or muscular dystrophy or like any of that stuff yeah and she was getting treatment for these things like that is it is it's very scary and this happens a lot I mean maybe not to this extreme but I feel like this definitely happens yeah it definitely does and it's a mental illness and People need help for it. And, you know, like I said, it's so sad that it couldn't have been that, you know, Gypsy and her mom both got the help that they needed. Right. Because, yeah, the story would have ended a lot differently, I think, if people would have just stood up. I mean, I know it's not the most fun thing to have someone, like, hate you for interfering with their lives. But, I mean, there's so many people who could have potentially saved Dee Dee's life and she could have... You know, at the very least, got the mental help she needed and, and gone to jail and and, and yeah. rehabilitated herself for, like, what she had done. But, yeah, I mean, now she'll never get that chance, so. No. 
Well, it, like, especially that one doctor that literally wrote down Munchausen this by proxy. Wrong. and yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it, like, didn't go anywhere. Like, really? Yeah. Like, tell somebody. I, know. I know. I know. That's, I mean, I feel like when you take the, what is it, the oath. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to do whatever it takes to protect your patients. And, you know, e- even though you're not a mental health professional he was a what neurologist yeah um you're still taking that oath to do whatever it takes to keep your patient you know healthy and and cared for and i don't know they just lots of slipping through the cracks and dropping the ball and all that stuff it should have at least been reported by somebody at some point like yeah pass it up to somebody else I guess there was a couple of, you know, reports made, but they never led anywhere. Right. Like with the police, you know, when they came out and they were like, oh yeah, she's 19, not 15. Red flag. (laughs) Yeah. Like, hello? Yeah. Like the mother's sitting there arguing with you like, no, she's 15. It's like, well, this social security card says she's 19. Yeah. Okay. That's weird. That's a red flag. Maybe I should look into this a little bit more, but. But nope. Wow. It's done and over with now, yeah. So I'm sure a lot of you guys know this this case, and especially people who like uh, are really invested in this case. If you have like more details you want to share, we would love to hear them. Um, yeah, thoughts and opinions. You know, keep it kind, but yeah, bring it on. Yeah, I will. I will post uh, pictures on our Instagram at inhuman underscore podcast. And we would love to have a discussion with you guys on our Facebook page, which is Inhuman Podcast. Yeah. I'll be posting over there as well. So I hope that you guys enjoy this this uh, episode. And if you haven't heard it, I hope that you learned something new. Or if you have heard it, I hope that you learned something new. I learned something new. I had heard it, but I still learned something. <laughs> like her dad was 17. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> that was I think that was the only thing that I didn't really know. Everything else, because I watched the show, I watched the documentary uh, Mommy, Dead, and Dearest. Yeah. After I watched the show, because I was like, wow, this really happened? This is a true story? I have to know more. Yeah. It's so, crazy. if you haven't watched the show or the documentary, I highly request you do both, because... Yeah. I feel like they did a pretty good job with them, too. Yeah. Joey King um, did oh an amazing gosh. job portraying gypsy yeah so check that out but i guess that's all we have for you guys today yeah tune in what thursday for a brand new episode and until then keep it human bye